What is going on, you guys? We are back at it again. And you may notice it's the dynamic trio. It's your boy, Shut Up Danny, as your moderator host today. And we got the two, what would I consider you guys? The behemoth? Two-headed behemoth? Mm. Twin-headed behemoth? Mm -hmm. I like okay, that. that works. Appropriate. Uh, my twin-headed behemoth of colleagues, we got the man with the most useful and useless knowledge in professional wrestling, and he is the bit man with the encyclopedia brain. It's Tommy. It's the me, Tommy. What's going on, guys? <laughs> and on top of that as well, we are also joined by a man who never needs an introduction, but we give him an uh, in introduction regardless. Joining us from Studio 248 in Buffalo. I think he's right down the hall from you, Tommy. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's your boy, C-Ham. You already know it's your boy, C-Ham. You can't spell champion without it. What's good, Chad? Hope everybody's doing good. Absolutely. And on top of that, well, Stambino. Uh, yes. Stambino cannot make it. I was just about to get into that. He's uh, sailing Stambino the seven seas. I was about to say the uh, weather that's been going on lately. You know how it's been going on. If you've heard the like bunch of windstorms, tornadoes, and stuff like that, he probably got stuck out at sea somewhere. But uh, I know he's probably listening somewhere on his ham radio somewhere. But uh, we uh, we miss you, Stambino. We hope to see you next week, Bubba. Uh, but guys, pour one out for you, but I'm thirsty. Yes, we uh, I'll pour one out in my mouth for you. Yes. <laughs> or Stambino, ladies and gentlemen. But gentlemen, we've had a interesting week this week um in the world of professional wrestling. Um, there's a lot to talk about. Obviously, Ring of Honor this past Saturday night celebrated what was quote unquote the end of the era uh in Ring of Honor wrestling, but we've seen a lot. And I mean, a lot happened there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Geez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll get to there. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, also, as well, the big breaking news that also followed this week as well, the release of Jeff Hardy. Pain. Oh, I got more um, info, I too, that wanted, I read yesterday. Uh, well, actually, you know, we're, since that was the biggest news we'll get into, uh, let's actually talk about that. Um Guys, like, what, what's your initial thoughts on the release of Jeff Hardy? Honestly, like, it's been a long time coming. Um, I was honestly shocked that he re-signed to begin with. After AEW started up, I was shocked that he re-signed. Mm -hmm. um, being the fact that it's being reported that it's not a relapse or anything like that, great. But, like, something has to be up, well, you know? Well, what I read was that uh, they were trying to force him to go into rehab, and mm -hmm. he was highly rejective of this. And my thought process is someone who struggled with uh, something in the past like that, who's been known to be clean as of late, if you sort of accuse them of doing something like that and they're not, I think that would be oh, like yeah, a be great insult. Oh yeah, I'd be super mad at that. Yes, yeah, so the fact that he he has stated himself that he has been clean from alcohol and drugs for like almost a year now, or something like that, or like yep. since twenty what was it twenty nineteen his last arrest. Yep, and uh, I remember I remember thinking about that when I watched because uh, I after he was released, I watched the Stone Cold Broken Skull sessions again, mm -hmm. and I was like, hmm, it kind of like gives me more of. Uh, gives me more of an in-tune thought about what was going on with his psyche after what happened because it didn't seem like anything like that was going on it just seems like his body was 
worn down and he was just exhausted. That's what it seemed like to me. So he's a 45 year old man. Like he's on the road. Year old man. Yeah. yeah. He's on the road three days a week. And it's like, come on, it's gotta be taxing on his body. That's what it looked like to me. And I think it was the the accusation. It just made him upset. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's because the worst thing you could do to somebody when they're not doing something yes is to accuse them of doing something so it's, it's, uh, it goes, it's so it goes like that with work it goes like that in relationships yep you know and working for the big company yeah that is you know that's a long-term relationship he's been working with the wwe in some capacity since he was 16, 16 years, years old. old yeah that's crazy so like you know at some point it's it's not the the nurturing parent relationship anymore but like hey you should probably do this but i'm fine Mm, but we want you to right better not yeah man and so and like with my thing is this like obviously now uh we got the reports coming out from big brother matt and his wife beth obviously saying that you know he's fine he's good that's all yes uh it (laughs) It's fine that you guys are telling us this, but here's the thing. We want to hear it from him. We, you know, yes, your guys' word is as good as it can get, but until we actually hear it from Jeff's mouth himself, is he really truly okay? Like, what really happened? Like, what led to this whole, like, down cycle of everything just happening to be like, you know, it's like, hey, y'all want this to happen? I'm not doing it. I'm out. To be honest, I don't think Jeff owes us anything. I think sometimes as fans, we're a little bit too intrusive when it comes to people's personal life, especially uh, it's hard to blur. It's it's easy to blur that line because wrestling so much of their life is exposed to us. But at the end of the day, he's a human being. If he don't want us to know what is going on in his life, he has a hundred percent right to just withhold that from us. I'm agreed. When you sit there and you look at dirt sheets and you know social media and stuff like that, like that is what uh, uh, the the collective of fans will look towards to, yeah. and they won't care about you know what truth is. They'll just go over what's being reported yeah. and take that as fact. The era of social media and wrestling, it's it's a double headed sword. You know, we've seen people lose their jobs true. over social. media. We've seen people lose pushes over social media. Hi, Baron Corbin. Very true. Um, and the thing is, with Baron Corbin, he was right. He was right. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, you know, WWE doesn't want to believe that CTE is a real thing because they've been sued by it. Ooh. But you're talking to a former NFL player who has suffered concussions. Mm-hmm. And when he defends the fact that, hey, CTE is real, you take his money in the bank briefcase away. You take his world title shot away. And he still excels with the shit gimmicks they give him. <laughs> he's so and, good i've always loved and, Aaron. and on top of that as well he still has one of the most protected finishing maneuvers in company history so far that's true a lot of people don't get up from that that's true <clears throat> yeah because i i honestly can't think since his debut in nxt no one's kicked out of end of days that's that's very true there's not a lot that i can think of if any it's kind of like it's kind of like the razor's bad. edge in uh in wwe yeah, you never kicked out of that unless Razor told you to. Mm-hmm. That was that was it. Sign still deliver. It's my time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it was literally it's literally between the end of days and the one winged angel that were the most protected moves, and the only person to actually kick out of the one winged angel was Kenny Omega. 
Yeah, but Kenny Omega has to be the one delivering it. Yeah. In order for it to count, I think, yeah. Like, but, that's like saying nobody ever kicks out of the pedigree. Until like, Seth Rollins does it. Yeah. <laughs> fair point. Fair point on that one. But all right, guys, let's all uh, get into Monday Night Raw. Uh, uh, do we have to? Up- no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't want to either, but we got to. Um, we got started off hot and heavy. We had Big E taking on uh, Kevin Owens in the steel cage match to kick off Monday Night Raw. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. That was a really good match. I absolutely, absolutely. enjoyed <laughs> that steel cage match. And then uh, when both gentlemen were trying to uh, get out of the cage and then you insert Seth Rollins into it and he's just the door on both of them. And then he gives that famous cackle on the outside. Like, <laughs> like yeah, come any, on. That, any, any segment with Seth Rollins, I'm watching. Period. Like, it, it, it's just telling the story so much for their match at day one here in the coming weeks. But I know. I hate the name of that pay-per-view. Or pay-per-view. Ugh, the dumbest name. But obviously, but what do you think coming from a company that named somebody Dewdrop? <laughs> Rip Dewdrop? Because they just, didn't they just like, you know? They just re-upped the, the trademark on Piper Niven. Good. Yep. Thank Which you. I'm, thank, thank, finally, they listened. Think maybe I don't know. They might just uh, give it to we'll somebody see. else. We'll oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How crazy would that be? Oh, Kaylee Ray! Kaylee Ray all of a sudden becomes Piper Niven because if oh my god! Oh, oh my no! God. No, I'm it's so sad that Friday. you said that. I'm so sad you said that because it's truly a possibility. Like it's it, truly a possibility. The WWE can recycle names just like they recycle gimmicks, man. Like why you see? The, why you seen see the same gimmicks it. for thirty years? Like I'm so mad that you just spoke that into the air. Now it could actually happen. <laughs> so Honestly, sorry. I I blame Kevin Dunn. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn had a log of wood and a blow up doll he would probably go after the log of wood that beaver tooth mother <laughs> hey i'm a professional uh, <laughs> kevin dunn's done um i can't stand that beaver tooth <laughs> asshole i don't think i hope i hope you got censor buttons because like i can go nope, off we're on not kevin we're dunn. not censoring this we're just letting i it can fly. go off on kevin dunn for like three hours Look, man, I think we, I think uh, we may have an unscripted. Kevin, Kevin Dunn and Mark Carano can both eat my ass. I, oh, oh, yes, oh, oh, all of that energy, Tommy, all of that, oh, all the oh. energy. Um, oh, moving on. In the uh-huh. steel cage match, uh, we seen Biggie come out on top over Kevin Owens, um, to get attacked by Seth Rollins. But the big story outside of that afterwards is Bobby Lashley laying waste to all three competitors mm-hmm. because Interesting if spin. my memory serves me correct, Bobby never got a rematch for the WWE Championship. No. No. After he lost no, it, after, no, he didn't. No, he did not because he was injured. And he went right into the feud with Goldberg. So – when he came back. So he needs retribution. He said, I want my, I came for my scalps. Oh God. Retribution. Oh, such a, oh, that, it could have oh, went. Sorry. That, another, <laughs> that's been, another topic. Another topic. Another topic. So good. Yeah. They um, buried him so good. right out of the gate. My, but like I said, with now, um, Bobby Lashley being inserted into the picture, 
we now may see this triple threat match now turn into a fatal four way at the next pay-per-view I'm all for, uh, it. for the new year. And now at that point, now you really can't say where the tide's going to go. Do they keep the belt on Big E? Yes. Do they throw it on Seth? Do they throw it on Kevin Owens for some reason? No, they really believe in Big E right now. Only reason why I can see Big E losing the belt, and I don't don't think he loses the belt at day one. I think he might lose the belt at the Rumble. That's possible. But that also depends on who is going to win the Rumble. I, I... I would really need to see like who's gonna be who's the field of competitors to before I even make that assumption there. Um, but I do see Biggie retaining, and then him and Seth getting that one on one at the Rumble, that mm-hmm. true one on one, and then we can like start layering out for Mania as we go on in the coming weeks with that. Right now, like it's Biggie against three heels. It's not a it's not a 50-50 split like most fatal four-way matches end up being. Mm-hmm. So like if if the WWE decides to take the belt off of Big E, what direction do you go there? Because the other two heels are still in contention, as well as Big E. And there is not another built-up baby face mm-hmm. at the level that Big E is to be uh, besides Edge, but nobody wants that. Hell no, absolutely not. Nobody wants that. I barely want I barely want what he's doing with the Miz right now. But it'll be good for the Miz in the long run because he's around all the time. And you know, it gives Edge somebody who's easy to work with and knows how to put on a good match. True. So I don't I don't know. Like I don't know. Like for me, I don't mind seeing Edge in that main title picture, but don't put it on him. Let him have a good match with him. Let him give the rub to, you know, like a bit your big E. Um, maybe, you know, he gets another match with Seth and Seth goes over in that one. Um, you know, these all like him and like him and Balor, if him and Balor have a match, you know, Edge can get the first one and then Balor can get the next one, you know, like Bill, let them get some steam off this guy who's been, you know, a main years past now who's came back because he's, you know, he could still go. I don't know, man. Hear me out. Hear me out. Go ahead. So I'm pretty sure we're going to see Bala versus Austin Theory at day one. Yeah. Who's to say Austin Theory doesn't win? Who's to say Big E doesn't retain? Who's to say Austin Theory doesn't beat Big E at the Royal Rumble? So are we saying that we're high on him? Oh, oh, Christian, don't do that to me. I was about to say, are are you thinking that we're getting like a open oh, vibe with him? With a how thousand percent. A th- uh, like the vibe right now is early McIntyre where Vince was so high on him, but he has Orton-like potential. And that annoys me to say. I like, And I love the early McIntyre vibe. Like I loved when Drew first came in, was the quote unquote chosen one. I hated um, that. It, to an it, to an extent, I didn't like it, but after a while, it grew on me. I was but just here it, for the theme. Yes, <laughs> but that was mainly what it was for as well. I was here for the shaman's harvest theme. Come on now. I don't know, man. McIntyre should have never lost the belt in his most recent push, in my opinion. He was 
Uh, yeah, but he, he lost it for a reason, though, because if he didn't lose the belt, then we never get Lashley as champion. And Lashley was a phenomenal champion. It, it was long do overdue we, for Lashley. Do we, did we champion. need? Did we need Lashley as champion because he's not champion now? No, but he, he so was it was, a it was another useless title transition that meant nothing. It was a useless title transition sure. because the Miz was the one to get the title to lead to Bobby getting the belt. Now but that's had it why, been, that's now why had, How about how about how about with, erase those both happening and just keep the belt on McIntyre and let him be a dominant champion for an extended period? Yeah, well, but at that same point in time, you know, he had already lost the belt to Orton. I mean, I just liked I liked the McIntyre push. I feel like it it, it ended too quickly. For, I, I agree. For but a, they they for did a, need to cool him off though. I because get it. he had been he had been champion through the pandemic. So like why wouldn't a, you have why wouldn't you have cooled him off a little bit and you know see if he still resonates the same way with the live audience? I, I get that, you know. Yeah. Like and Biggie Biggie had that established connection with them forever, you know. They could have cooled Lashley, off Roman Reigns, Bumba. Yeah. They need to cool Roman off Roman Reigns. Reigns. Roman Reigns has been the best thing in the WWE besides Farmer Brock. Yeah, Farmer Brock's amazing. <laughs> well, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Farmer Brock's phenomenal. I think it'd be like last week. We're not jumping ahead again because we, we, I kind of got in trouble last time for that uh, from uh, the higher ups. We're not going to get to that one as well. Um, we're the higher up. We did it. <laughs> we're the higher ups. Now, the gentleman to my. To my right, but um, like, um, I put the show up, and then Christian puts the show up, and that's it. Like we're the higher ups. We're all the we higher ups the collectively. Like, <laughs> we're just like uh the uh the Jacksons and Kenny Omega in AEW. We're oh, on, we're on the show, but we're also we're running the show. <laughs> yeah, we're we're the EVPs. We're all over. We're not getting buried anytime soon. <laughs> Um, oh man, does that make does that make Stanton Cody? <sighs> He's like man. here, but then he gives himself go away heat. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Stanton, how you yes. doing? Yes. Um, <sighs> oh, he's gonna be so mad when he hears this back. This is gonna be great. But anyway, uh, second match on Raw. <laughs> um. The uh, second uh, we saw Dewdrop take on Bianca Belair and she walked out. Mm-hmm. She got herself counted out. I, I, the, where was the logic in that? Boredom. I, I if, she, if she, honestly, in my books, if I was her, I would have done the exact same thing. I'm like, who books this shit? Yeah, what was the purpose of that? Her heel. You obviously get heat leaving a match with the most, well, one of the most popular baby faces. Hey, that's heat. Fans are gonna hate that. I get it. D- <sighs> did it need to be on the show? No, no. But I get it. Be so bum. I'm so sick of WWE. <laughs> so <laughs> sick of WWE. Um, <laughs> we they just constantly slap my face. We saw the RK Bro tournament. Great. That <laughs> where we saw Randy Orton and Matt Riddle on commentary in the, the Blazers. The Blazers the Blazers were good for me. They were hilarious. Um we saw <laughs> Was the entire segment necessary? Uh, I don't no. know. No. But the Blazers were but I suffered through it for the Blazers. <laughs> it Randy, do you got anything to add to it? No. 
me in any no, situation in life. No, he can't put him in my locker. <laughs> <laughs> this, oh. this is me in any situation in life. Let's, oh, man. So. That's Christian in his, in his family group text. Yep. Um, Raw capped off with the main event being between Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship against Liv Morgan Liv Morgan had a really good outing and Becky being the heel right now I I guess she did what she did against Charlotte got the one-two, hooked the rope at the end and dipped out of town we're going to see a rematch absolutely most likely at day one. Um, I don't like I had predicted last week that Liv was going to win the belt. I still think that's true. It may not have been on raw, but seeing the reaction that Liv was able to get from the crowd mm-hmm. after that happened, like, I feel like that was a test to see if she's ready for it. And honestly, sure. Give her the belt. Even if it's from day one to the rumble, like, give her, it's some, give her a little run. Yeah, it was something something to break it up because you know it's gonna go back on Becky and hey, it probably goes back on Bianca. Bianca goes back to back winning the Rumble, and Bianca wins the Raw Women's Championship at Mania. I could see and that becomes the next Triple Crown Women's Champion. I could see that. But wait, Bianca would still need to win the Women's Tag Titles to be. I said Triple that. Crown, bud. Yeah, because she won the NXT, NXT. SmackDown, SmackDown and Raw. If she wins Raw would be triple crown wait did she win the nxt women's championship yeah that was the whole reason why she got pushed where have i been not mm-hmm. paying attention to the product for somebody whose job it is but <laughs> hey look man i said I'm, i have the job i lied on my resume somehow i got <laughs> i lied on my the thing is is he came to the office with this idea, we said, sure. He didn't have to bring in a resume. <laughs> and somehow it worked. <laughs> Three episodes in, ladies and gentlemen. Three episodes in. We're learning that Danny is not not all with it. <laughs> I'm not always there, man. Um, I respect you, anyway. Booker, man. <laughs> segue in from Monday Night Raw to NXT. Another cage Uh-oh. match. Yes, we saw NXT open up with a cage match between Von Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly. Where we Von Wagner is poop. I just want to say that. Thank you. Yes, Kyle O'Reilly carried that match. Yo, his back had to be in immense pain from carrying that match. I and obviously I think that's why he was like, "Hey man, I'm I'm out. I'm good. That's my last one. I'm carrying." Oh man, Von Wagner. Um, Like uh, I don't even understand what he's about. I have nothing I, to invest myself in with him. Hold on. You know what? Oh. What are we looking for? Tommy. Tommy was wrong. Uh-oh. Bianca Belair has never won the NXT women's title. Two weeks in a row, I'm right. Yo, as soon as you said that, something randomly like went in my eye. Are one of you sorcerers? Might have been when I threw my hands up. It was like something like just like bang, right in the eye. And I had glasses so, on. And I had glasses on. But I'm um, so sorry. Take over, take over Portland. Bianca Belair was defeated by current NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley in a title match. Uh, and then Belair's last match on NXT took place on the February 19th episode of NXT, where she was defeated by Royal Rumble winner Charlotte Flair. Because then 
On the Raw following WrestleMania 36, she made her main roster debut by saving the Street Profits from Zelina Vega, Angel Garza, and Austin Theory. So I was wrong. I I remember when Angel Garza got hurt. She had won that. Mm. Two weeks. So that's going to be a counter we can put on. We can put on this two weeks in a row. Danny was right. Remember that Spanish fly off the top rope, Angel Garza. Yeah, remember that. You want to know? So this is completely (laughs) off topic. You want to know what my favorite moment of the quarantine era, the studio era for WWE was? Mm. Montez Ford. Montez Ford (laughs) hitting the ramp. Yes. yes. Oh my god, bro! First of all, his height. Oh, to acquire that distance of where he landed, (laughs) like, bro. Like, I watched that clip, like, 43 times, and I threw up in my mouth, like, 42 of them. Bro. (laughs) I don't know how he just continued after that. (laughs) Like, that was bad. My God. I... Nope. Yeah, I would have been like, "Mm -mm." call Mm -mm. it. I would have slid under the ring. I would have been hiding. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Kyrie Sane. Man, I'm glad oh, you, I'm no. glad you segued from that though, because that was important. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so back to NXT. Um, we come back from NXT and they're building up. Obviously, talking about Gargano at the end of the night, mm-hmm. um, getting off his chest, whatever he has to say, which we obviously knew. Um, and then they come back. Uh, Cameron Grimes talks about his win over Duke Cux- Duke Hudson. What get Duke Duck? Whatever. Uh, that guy. <laughs> that guy who got Card his head player. shaved. So the gambler, the guy comes out wearing a freaking wig, looks like a uh, one of them Swiffer mop top. Look like I just want to pick Kurt Angle when like, he first got his head shaved. Mm-hmm. Yes, but at least at least Kurt actually made sense with his not looking like a damn Swiffer mop. Come on now. Um, so so they're gonna go one on one this Tuesday in a no holds barred match. Um, I obviously gonna see it for watch Cameron embarrass this guy again make him a laughing stock um I don't know about you guys on that one I'm not invested at all in their rivalry it no. ju- I just don't care zero percent yeah zero percent all right uh the next part of the NXT uh we had the winner of the men's war games match the gentleman who scored the pinfall the big bad booty nephew himself Braun breaker bum Sorry. Yes. That, uh, he comes out to cut a promo uh, demanding that he wants his third match with Tommaso Ciampa. He's awful. Them being one and one with each other. Uh, we got a timeout on the field. He's uh, he's awful. Did you just say <laughs> the big bad booty nephew? Yes. Coin Johnny Gargano for that one. Oh. Uh. Uh. And, and Johnny Gargano hate, said it. I hate to do it, but I do have to disagree with you. I do think Braun Breaker is decent. Do I think he deserves the push he has now? No, not at all. But no. I, I think he's I think he's he's decent. I think to me he's just like a long list of new athletes in 2.0 that they're trying to shove down our throat that we don't deserve. No, that's just Von Wagner. That's just Von Wagner. <laughs> By himself, yeah, Von Wagner's taste terrible. I just all, can't get behind that guy at all. 
He's all so my bad. hatred for Von Wagner comes from his hair, his stupid face. Like yeah, I just... he's so bad. His whole presentation is bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I got thirty three uh, in the third I brain. See... <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. can't. Math. Because you see the big bad booty. <laughs> I I just see it. He looks a lot like his uh, like his uncle. It's really like he creepy. looks more like his uncle. It's than really creepy. And he, he talks. And he has the same voice. Like yeah, he has the same voice. It's like, <laughs> hmm, how am I gonna get to WWE? I'm gonna study my uncle. That's a bad move. <laughs> That's what he did. That's what he did. Uh, from from the chat, NXT 2.0 is just trying to show they can create their own stars without having them their pro- the prior build from the independents. Yes, I agree with that, but it also looks like a bunch of the guys that you would create in WWE 2K yeah. and just let they them all have no personality. They're all just, they're all just I, gen- generics. Agree. They're just generics that they just threw in our throat. And I'm like, do we really need these guys? Like, I, 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 the only one right now. I like Carmelo Hayes though. Carmelo oh, Hayes and Trick ha, Williams ha, ha, beat him. Yeah, good for the record. Good. Beat him. I hope you boomsticked him to death. Uh, no, I Yakuza kicked him though. Better. I was even about better. Say, did, uh, did you get a Tommy Hawk in there? Even better. No, it was before. It was before I was using the Tommy Hawk. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, I, they're actually doing their job with it. Yeah, they're um, cool. Tony D'Angelo, I feel like is the only other other one that's, you know, it's taken me a while to get guys. behind him, but like, I, I can deal with him. I can deal with Tony D'Angelo. I'm I'm slowly but surely warming up to him. I hate the gimmick. Yeah. But he's pulling it off very he's very, doing very well. well. Yeah, I agree. I, I can agree with that. I, this Tuesday when he has his match with Pete Dunn. This is gonna be a, that's a gonna, true teller that's right here. It's gonna be the real test for me on if I can actually stay behind Tony D'Angelo or am I just he just another one of the guys that just falls to the land side for me. That's fair. I think this is gonna be a true test for him. Tony D'Angelo De Niro. I don't know if I can get behind him. <laughs> oh, man. I can get in front of him. I can get in front of him. <laughs> um, next we saw the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, Toxic Attraction. They were in action. I honestly didn't catch the name of who they faced, uh, but they came out on top. Um, Jobbers. Yep, and then we saw Cora Jade come out with showing off the the damage uh wanting to go up against mandy rose um they got into a little spat uh back and forth war words out came gonzalez with a chair make the save um now setting that up come back from commercial we definitely see them talking in the back and then insert kaylee ray Mm -hmm. hands cora jade the bat you're gonna need this you're gonna need this more than i do and so now, are we eventually we will probably get a one-on-one match between Cora Jade and uh, Mandy Rose, but do I think Cora's going to do the unthinkable and pull the upset? No, hundred percent not. Hell, no, they I, better not. I don't. <laughs> I don't think Cora Jade is ready for that. Um, I think that they should do what they did with Bianca Belair to her. And push her to the moon, but never get the, you know, get the belt. 
since apparently that's something I just learned. You still in shambles about that, aren't you? I'm so messed up on that. I could have sworn that I saw her wearing the NXT women's title. No, she's always held it up, but she's never actually held it. Like held it more than just the the set the segments, the gimmicks to go on from there. Um, but yes, um, another thing I got into before we jumped into that was um Ron Breaker won his one-on-one with Champa. Out came the diamond mine. Um Stokely Hathaway. I can never remember his actual name in NXT. Malcolm Bivens. Malcolm Bivens, there it is. Um, setting up a match between him and Roddy for next Tuesday. I think that'll be a really good test for uh Braun going up against Roddy. That in my book, I think that's gonna be a good that's gonna be my match of the night because that's the one I think is gonna be the potential better of the two between Tony D'Angelo and Pete Dunn and uh Braun Breaker and Roger Strong. So my problem with the whole cruiserweight title situation, it's exact is happening exactly like what I had said last week. Vince McMahon has always had such a hot and cold uh, relationship with the cruiserweight division in general. So it's because WCW was walking over Rob because of the cruiserweights. But like they lifted the restriction for uh, the Gacy match. If I'm correct, they're lifting the restriction for the uh, for the breaker match. It's non title. Is it non title? It's non title. It's just a one on one match. Never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up. I'm a... But but I I wouldn't but... put it past them to where they actually do that. Where for shits and giggles, they have Braun Breaker take the cruiserweight championship. Here's a thought. And... Instead instead of having him fight Braun Breaker, who is obviously not a cruiserweight, how about we enhance some cruiserweight talent to go for the cruiserweight, cruiserweight belt? They released them all. All of them got released back when <laughs> 205 Live became everybody's other show. So who gives a shit about it, this became, belt? So, like, it's Raw and SmackDown. Who cares about the belt now, then? NXT and 205. Nobody. Exactly. Nobody does. That's the thing. So who cares about Roderick Strong and Braun Breaker? I mean, I care I care a little bit about it. But like Roddy. Dude. That, that's what I was saying. I'm in, I'm in it for Roddy. Like, at the, like, I don't understand a wrestling show that just gives us matches for the sake of giving us matches. Like... Aren't we supposed to have storylines and things that and results that come along with said matches? Like, is every match just going to be a random match with nothing else tied to it? But you got to think about it. That's what we've been getting on Raw and SmackDown for a better part of six months. That's what we don't want, though. Rematch after rematch. There's never been a story unless it's been like your main belt. That's where the fatigue lies for me. That's why I'm so sick of watching WWE. It's like. Why do we have to see these shows that we've already seen? Or why do we have to watch these matches that don't yield any further results? It's just a match and then that's it. We're never going to see these two square up again, ever again. It's like, what's the point? What am I getting behind? What am I being invested in? Isn't the point of a show to have your fans invested in it? That's funny. 100%. So where's my investment going? Obviously, it's not the budget cuts. He's <laughs> it's like, dude, it, it's, obviously not, it's obviously it's not. not pyro anymore. No, no they, 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 we barely get that. 
we get that on a good night. It's just like that's the real questions I I want to have for like these these higher ups that are working for WWE and like creative. It's like what what are you having us invest in? Like, I don't know. Ask Kevin Dunn. <laughs> he's gonna be too busy Maybe chopping on lumber. I don't know. He's gonna be too busy in the log jam lumber yard doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, as well with NXT, we saw Santos Escobar taking on. I like him. Zion Quinn something. I can't. I, uh, Zion Quinn, I believe. Zion Quinn, yes. Yeah. Uh, where we saw at the. Uh, Tail end of the match, uh, Electra Lopez flipped some brass knucks onto Quintan. He sees him, gets himself in, introvertedly like taken care of with the referee. Escobar, oh, obviously does the dirty, dirty, <laughs> hits him with the phantom driver, gets the dub, and out walks Legato with the win. With this other story arc that they're building, like, are they is Electra trying to like pull Quinn into? Like finally accepting Legato, or is she gonna end up like siding with Quinn and turning on Legato? Like, like so again, that, the whole the whole dynamic with her being in that group is so weird to me to begin with, because it kind of came out of nowhere, and I didn't have a problem particularly with it just being a three person group. Yeah, I thought the dynamic fit very well. I didn't think that they needed a a female asset to the group uh nothing against her i don't know anything about her i haven't really gotten to watch her but it, there's something about that dynamic just throws the whole group off for me now well my thing was this when the only reason why they actually introduced uh electra into legato was when legato was having their feud with rest in peace hit row in wwe oh my god uh, because i like I'm talking about their run, their run in NXT. They're not dead. Well, their WWE career is dead, but um, that's what I mean by that. Like, um, fans made the it, whole sign of the cross and everything. <laughs> uh, it was because you obviously they still had BFAB, and it was it's the numbers game, four against three. So now you insert a woman into Legato to basically take her out, and then now you have like this whole warfare between two factions which originally that's what we were getting at over the North American title. But then they called up hit road to SmackDown. Uh, Carmelo cashes in his breakout opportunity becomes champion. And then, you know, hit row has gone and everybody else is still there. WWE. Logic. None, none to be found where creative lives. (laughs) My ass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, NXT closed the night with Gargano coming out and giving his impassioned speech about he doesn't know what his future holds. With you know, we already we've heard this before. Um, oh, we know what it holds. NXT 2.0 ain't it? That's for for, for facts. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, talked about the the fact that in, in come February, baby wrestling, baby Gargano is going to be in the world. Him and Candice. Welcome in their first kid. Um, as he was calling me to the end of the segment, he's attacked by Grayson Wallen, Welker, Wheeler, Waller, Grayson Waller, Waller, whatever. Walker. Walker, whatever, <laughs> like Joey Wheeler. Yeah. Um, wow. Basically. Wow. 
basic yeah the, the sidekick third rate third rate wrestler with a fourth rate skill mm. um mm. good night yeah mm. <laughs> comes out there gets his heat says you're no longer the guy here i'm the guy here which guy you're not you don't you haven't even been here a cup of coffee shut the fuck up and sit down i hate the fact that he looks like a boxer yep with like, i thought he was supposed to be a wrestler like he doesn't know if he of- wants to be he doesn't know if he wants to be a football player or a boxer and he just saw a ring and just like I could do this. I'm mad that he has my son's name and he's just like defiling it. <laughs> I was about to say, how do you feel about that? But we already touched on that. Um so obviously that's how NXT ended. Uh but after the show, Gargano, Champa, and O'Reilly, they come out. Champa's given the goodbyes to Gargano and O'Reilly. Now, obviously, their contracts are done. They don't have to wait the 90 days. They can show up. Wherever, now it's just free whenever. co. Yes, the free co-co. Um, one which half, is going to be just free co now. Just free co. Uh, now it's just interesting to see where they're going to end up. Where I, I already, I'm going to 100% believe that O'Reilly is going to show up at AEW here yeah, soon. Yeah, obviously. It, there, there, there's no doubt about it. Unless for some reason he goes elsewhere, but I, mm-hmm. d- I doubt that. Big money is an AEW for him. I mean, you got to think like all his friends are there: Cole, Fish, you know, the Bucks. You know, they're all there. Like it's, it's, it's only a matter of time. And I want to see him fight uh, Sammy Guevara. Yes. Yes. Please. That, that I want to see him fight Orange Cassidy. Please. Oh, right. Oh, my. I, yeah, that, I'm, all, I'm all for that. Please, please do. Well, with that being said, gentlemen, we're going to take our first break. We're actually going to set switch it up this week. We're uh, going to go ahead and send it over to and see Ham's direction. Uh, check yeah. out the good words from Champions Must Die. Congrats, rookie. You made it through the contenders ranks. But if you're going to be a champion... You gotta look the part, right? So what's your style? T-shirts? Maybe a hoodie? Hats? I think I know a place. ChampionsMustDie.com Listen up, Rook. fashion, form, or function, Champions Must Die is your one-stop shop for amazing clothing. Hand design and made with love. Think it, create it, press it, wear it. Become a champion at championsmustdie.com. And through December, use coupon code CHAMMADGOOD for 10% off your order at championsmustdie.com. But to control your narrative... You have to fight. Free the Titan. What? Free the, the Titan? The Titan? That, I, oh, that's, oh my that's Adam Schur. That's Adam Schur. That is a monster of a man. Adam Schur is here. What the hell? What the hell? Ooh. Get out of my brain. And Adam Schur laying waste. 
as you guys had heard right there, that was from this past Saturday night's Ring of Honor Wrestling's final battle where EC3 debuted the new faction, Free Your Narrative, Control Your Narrative, and he brought in his own titan, Adam Shear. That obviously was one of the big markout moments for me of that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, what like what was your thoughts on that? Well, first and foremost, first and foremost, Danny, uh, we got to find a way for you to play the video clip on the screen so we're not just out here doing stupid stuff while the audio is playing. Uh, <laughs> but secondly, um, I think it's awesome. Um, it's there was a rumor for a long time about uh, the former Braun Strowman, uh, Adam Schur, Titan Schur, whatever you want to call him, uh, heading to Impact. Uh, so I think that's still obviously a possibility with Ring of Honor's future. You know, in the balance until what April, April of next year, mm-hmm. late April, early May. Yeah. Uh, so it's still a big possibility, but right now to gain any sort of hype, I think that's awesome. Uh, I love what EC3, the essential character, uh, has been doing on the Control Your Narrative shows that which are available on YouTube. If you guys haven't watched them, they're fantastic. Uh, if you guys love Fight Club, you guys will enjoy watching uh, the Control Your Narrative shows. Uh, so I, I think it's awesome all around. Yeah, that's oh, and also also with him, uh, the former Wesley Blake. Uh, yes. I was just Wesley gonna say that. Blake. Yep. Oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, no, I, I love. Yep. See, it's because the the controller narrative thing. I'm so glad you brought that up on YouTube. That's what made me so in tune with uh, what's been going on with EC3 and just all the people that are connected to him in general. And uh, I kind of figured he would be there as well once the titan arrived i was like oh oh so, oh so, something else is going down something else is going down for sure because like ec3 usually has in those control your narrative segments the 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 same core of people usually flanking him so i was like my spider sense is tingling i think someone else is gonna oh, there he is thank you i knew it but like i was really happy for that because what ec3 has been doing like just in general, helping empower these athletes that perhaps may feel like, you know, they don't have any worth anymore, uh, being released unceremoniously the way they were, the way some of them were, you know, especially a, you know, a superstar at the caliber that Braun Strowman or, you know, the Titan shirt was held at while he was in WWE. So, I mean, that could really mess with someone's psyche. So I'm glad that EC3 was conscious enough to, you know, keep these wrestlers, uh, busy and active and doing something and, and keep them interested in the business so they didn't like fall to the wayside because that happens a lot when you know a big disappointment can occur so I'm just glad that you know he had the right mind to keep these people around and knew the appropriate people to reach out to to make sure that they helped with the control your narrative and push it forward and make it more realistic thus leading to this moment where like we got to have this sweet pop for you know all the marks Absolutely. And like, and my biggest thing is like now, you know, my biggest thing was him because like I wanted to know where he was going to go. Yeah. And now seeing him align with EC3, Weston Blake, and a few others that, you know, we'll find out who they are in time. Uh, but now, as with Ring of Honor's doors now closed for the time being for this new overhaul that they're going to do, where are they going to go next? It's literally, they I mean, have an open contract. They can literally they go, can go anywhere. anywhere. And my absolutely impact, impact. They need them. Like the yeah. history, the history that EC3 has with impact as is, and plus, if you get a former WWE World Champion, as is Titan Sure, 
You get a former WWE star in Weston Blake who never really got his fair due, but is a fantastic, fantastic worker. Mm-hmm. Like just those three alone. And possibly once the 90 days are up, uh, we see uh, Spud, the former Drake Maverick, mm-hmm. uh, head back to Impact and possibly join Control Your Narrative. I would so, love to see that. And, and obviously with him in him in three, obviously being really, really close friends, like brothers, you, I, I don't doubt that. That That's obviously going to be something that will be absolutely awesome to see down the line. And then that also leads something into impact as well. Now, now you have this next big group mm-hmm. coming in where, you, you know, you have like you have your violent by design. You have, uh, you still got Decay. the Good Brothers. Decay. You yep. got Decay. You got Bullet Club. Um, you got Swan and Mac. Um, you know, you, you have so many different dichotom- like dynamic dichotomies with that. And it it's it's a powder cake that's going to explode and it's going to make it well worth to watch. Yeah, I'm happy with what Impact has going on. And I, I would love for them to just go there and saturate it with their presence. Because it's needed. Similar to what they did in 2006, signing Kurt Angle. Like, yes, a lot of people say that Christian Cage going over to Impact was like the first big, you know, move. And it was. It was. You never had a a guy of that WWE caliber, you know, jumping over there. But then 2006, you signed Kurt Angle and he immediately makes waves. And after Kurt Angle. That was some of his best matches. Absolutely. Perk Angle. uh, Perk Angle. Perk Angle, man. Him Uh, Him and Joe. It's one of my favorite feuds with Kurt Angle and uh, Impact. But then, you know, later on, you know, whatever happens to Nigel McGuinness where he doesn't get signed by WWE and he ends up going to Impact. As Desmond Wolf. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. And I was like, that was a, that was a, a beginning of a resurgence. Um, and then, you know, 2010 happened and Hogan happened. So, uh, yeah. Yikes. Moving on. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, <laughs> Wednesday night, Dynamite. We all know what that means. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are on the verge of the build for Winter is Coming. We had Brian Danielson take on John Silver. Brian Danielson over, still putting in the attacks right. that he's always doing for uh, to get at Hangman, which that match, like right now, Hangman's gonna beat the dog piss. Whoa, 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 whoa! Just because like he went after no Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson slander around these parts. Yeah, there there will be no Bryan Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryan Danielson, Daniel Bryan Danielson. (laughs) None of that. I love Adam Page. Got me all flabbergasted. (laughs) I love me some Adam Page. Now, don't get me wrong, because Adam Page is great, but I love me some Bryan. Danielson, baby, come on now. I, no I don't think I don't think Danielson wins the belt. Not no, now. no, for sure not. Not so soon. But he's not going to get whipped had, on. They had a three-year build of Hangman. Yeah, he's not going to get whipped on. He might get his ass kicked. Yeah, but he's not going to get absolutely destroyed because, of course, that's it's going to be a good ass dynamic. match. This is going to be such absolutely. a good match. I can't absolutely. wait so, for this. My thing is this: like, even if like Hangman goes over, yeah. who's to say he doesn't go over by like disqualification? Well, there's so plenty of ways. I was gonna to say it. there's plenty of ways he can go over and still make uh, Daniel Bryan Danielson a viable opponent for him in the future, for sure. Keep, keep could, them both strong. You could I do think. another. T- you can do another draw if you back, really wanted to. Remember, uh, back on the Indies, back in 
Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Uh, Daniel Bryan Danielson uh, was quite famous for uh, I've Got Till Five. Who's mm-hmm. to say he doesn't, mm-hmm. who's to say he uh, he uh, decides to uh, hold on and gets himself disqualified? The way like he's been say, talking about, you know, kicking people's face in and stuff like that. He might he might be doing that stump and just keep stumping. Keep stumping repeatedly <laughs> for the DQ. I could see that. Oh, yeah. I could yeah. totally see that. Yeah. And it wouldn't come until, like, the ass end of the match either. Mm-hmm. Like, after, after, like, a good 20, 25 minutes. Hangman Page like, kicking out of a bunch of, you know, top-tier maneuvers. And he's like, you know what? That's it. I'm just going to stump you, you know, until you don't get up. Getting out of the little <laughs> bell lock. Yeah. Getting out of the bell lock. And then Danielson is just like, nah, that's it. And grabs him by both arms. He's just stop, 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 stop. But doesn't stop. Like, say Hangman has his foot on the ropes. Ref is counting to five. Doesn't stop. Continues stomping. That's a DQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I could totally see them, that. Keeps them both strong. Um, there, Like I said, there's so many different ways that they can go with this. Um, And I definitely feel like a disqualification victory for Hangman mm-hmm. is honestly the safer option to go with. Instead of having Brian go get beat clean or... You know, don't you don't need to do a dusty finish. You don't got to do something like that. You can put the point in there with like a DQ win for Hangman, and you know they could set up something down the line for them for like um, Revolution, Revolution in March. Yep, for Revolution sure. in March, which for would sure. make sense. Um, we also saw the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal, where the final two competitors were MJF and Dante, Dante Martin. Martin. Which I'm happy that Dante Martin's getting a push. I love Dante Martin. Yeah, Dante Martin is a top tier athlete. Uh, he, <laughs> it makes me white athlete. It makes me sad yeah. because, uh, boy, if Ricochet wasn't in WWE, <laughs> boy, <laughs> boy the press versus Dante Martin. Yeah, Ooh. the press he could get. I mean, but one would argue that uh. Spider Trey is more Ricochet than Ricochet is. <laughs> I I will not I will not disagree with that. And honestly, I I think the only reason why Dante's getting such a good push isn't just because he's a good worker, mm-hmm. but it's because his brother's hurt. He's a tag team wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's a tag team wrestler. I just don't think so that like, they expected him to just get white hot like he did with all the opportunity that he's seen as a result of his brother being hurt. Like he's absolutely. really been having some excellent matches. It it I'm going to tie this back to the E for a minute. Mustafa Ali was in the right situation, but got hurt and Sir Kofi Kingston, and there he mm-hmm. went to the moon. Mm-hmm. Kofi Dante, Mania's running wild. Dante Martin's brother gets hurt. Now Dante Martin's white hot and getting all these high-pressure matches. And He's in a lot of time. segments on TV. He's on a lot of segments. So, Across all four shows. Yeah. Now you think about it as well, mate. I hate to say it, but maybe that it was a blessing in disguise. I don't know if we would have been able to see his level of potential with him still tagging. Like we're yeah. getting to see a lot more of his his move repertoire with him having these singles matches. So I'm enjoying it. I'm kind of, you know, it, I love tag team wrestling, but like, you know, the way he's showing his worth as a singles competitor is I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm fine with it. Just keep pushing him amazing, forward. Amazing versatility. Yeah. Truly. Um, we also saw um, Punk pull the old MJF routine. Loved it. 
coming out to MJF's music and <laughs> making fun of the Islanders and saying that you guys can't get loud for him, but damn, Chicago can get loud for me. Like this whole story arc with them two is getting to the point where I'm like, I'm ready for them to just lock horns and see what happens. Oh yeah. I love that they're building it slowly. They're not, they're not, you know, letting them interact with each other too much. They're not shoving it down our throats, but they're having meaningful segments with one another. And that's what it should be until we get the big payoff. Absolutely. They're playing them both very, very smart. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that they're doing that. Um, when you- I, I, I just, I don't know how I feel and I don't know who I want over. Obviously I want, I want MJF over for the youth movement. Yeah. But like, is MJF really who, who's going to be the one to beat punk? To no. give, yeah. To give him his first loss. Like, no. By 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 hook or crook, dirty tactics. Yes. Hook, hook, then hook. We're, get, we're gonna get to that. Send send hook. Hook. <laughs> by hook. by hook or crook with a dirty tactic or the involvement of Wardlow. Yes, definitely. I could see MJF getting one over on Punk, but like straight up, no outside interference and stuff like that. I'd say Punk goes over easily. I, I don't hate it. I don't but hate I, it. But I would definitely say if you're going to do it, you want like to get the heat on MJF. Yeah. Have him go over dirty in the first meeting. Absolutely do it. Then you have Punk get the next one. And like, here's the thing. Like you can have that at Revolution. And then you could have the third, third match in the series at double or nothing. Mm-hmm. And you could like, you know, Put like put something on the line for the whole, um, you know, a gimmick on the line or something. Maybe like the dynamite diamond or something. You know, hurt Punk MJF where it hurts him the most. Punk doesn't need that though. That's the mm-hmm. thing. But like, it, winning, it, winning that will do nothing though. That, that it would has do an empty payoff. It would do nothing for Punk, but it would hurt MJF's ego because he loses one of the most valuable things that he's a two-time winner already. Maybe even a three-time winner this Wednesday on um, Dynamite Win- Winter is Coming. But here's the thing with that. Where does Punk go after that? What does it do for MJF after that? Like, yeah, granted, the Dynamite Diamond Ring only gets mentioned when MJF uses it in a match. Uh, besides the, the Battle Royals and the matches that they've done the last two years. Like besides that, like legitimately, if that was to happen, where what what does it do for Punk long term booking wise? What does it do for MJF long term booking wise? It's you know, it's nothing of value. You know, it, it adds nothing to it's not a title, you know? Yep. Like, I don't know. Fair point. I'll i I'll give that I give that one to you. Um, but yeah, I definitely say like this week we we're gonna get a lot more answers coming out this week. Um, you know, segueing into w- with winter's coming, but there is one big thing as well. Rumor on the rumor mill, not 100% confirmed mm-hmm. that one of five former WWE superstars will be making their debut at Winter is Coming. I think that's highly the likely. Five the list, five the list as followed. I think it's gonna be Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly at number five. Logical. Number four was Killer Cross. 
Which not logical. Mm. Ninety days aren't up. Yeah, I know, but th- again, that's what the rumor mill is. I don't actually agree with it. Yeah, it can't happen. It cross, can't happen. Cross can't. Yeah, cross can't happen until at least January. Uh, we were they were looking at Adam Shear. That's a possibility. I don't see that happening only because he did the Ring of Honor thing. But again, ties back to the open contract. Could show up anywhere. Right, I get that, but it'd be like, what's the point? After you just did that one, I would have just not did the Ring of Honor thing and just showed um, up at AEW. Right. Now that <laughs> the door is closed, um, this one was the oddball out. I don't think this one would be an option, but, you know, who knows? Uh, current and at the time being final Ring of Honor world champion, Jonathan Gresham. That I would love. That'd be cool. I would, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Bam. Yep. There it is. That'd be cool. And then last but not least, Johnny Gargano. Also logical, but I don't think it'd be so soon. Yeah, I think he's going to take some time off legitimately. I, I would see him show up at like double or nothing in the Casino Royale or some shit. I think that's too long. Because the next the next pay-per-view isn't until March. Because right. AEW, AEW only runs for four pay-per-views. And they, yeah, they run their special shows in between then, but like... Yeah, that know. that's a like long that's, wait. Yeah, I, I could absolutely see him debuting at Revolution in March because Candace is due in February. Mm-hmm. That that makes sense too. And you know, he's probably gonna take some indie dates between then because yeah, you can only live off of what you made in the WWE for so long after getting released. Right. And plus I did this is my research here. I did try to snag one of the Johnny Wrestling shirts on PWT. Yeah, though the those boys were sold out quick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They were sold out day one. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give it a week. I'm gonna give it a couple weeks. Um segueing from and uh dynamite. Um obviously, yeah, we can get into Dyna, we can get into Rampage because I know Tommy's been waiting for it, and I know we'll yes. get to him. Get into um, it right into the teeth of it. What a way to end it off. Wait, Fuego del Sol took on the debut. Yeah. Oh, you put the strap. those of you who. <laughs> they got the strap on them already. For those of you who do not know. You Hulk don't even know is me. The son of the su- human suplex machine himself, Taz. I mean, just look at his face. He has his dad's face. He does. Just with what Justin Bieber's that? hair. Yeah, his dad, his dad's face, just not his dad's color. Yeah, just, yes, exactly. He's like, if Taz what? was a twenty-one-year-old white kid, <laughs> <laughs> Hook impressed me no, that night good. against Fuego. Um, the I like uh, his whole presentation. I loved, first of all, turning his back to the opponent. Resting on the turnbuckle. I felt like psychology-wise, that was so important to show how arrogant he was since he couldn't personify that with the bag of chips. Like, I I just loved everything about the way he presented himself. And then Taz on commentary did a great Yo, job of further elevating him. Like, it was really, I, what really I love, good. What I love, I talked to Ashley about this, my wife. Uh, I talked to her about this. And what I love so much about Taz being on commentary, by the way, that was Hook's first ever match ever match match. what i loved about taz being on commentary for that was one he never mentioned he was his kid at all two he elevated hook to the point where 
yeah, this kid could be a star. Mm-hmm. And, you know, granted, he was on commentary and promoting Team Taz and whatever. He called the match still fairly. Very while fair. putting over new talent. He did. And that blew my mind. Especially, I, I personally, like, if my daughter decided she wanted to wrestle and I was on commentary for the company she wrestled at, I would be putting her over the moon and I would be like, yeah, that's my kid. Like mm-hmm. I already do that. I already do that for the kids that I call my wrestle nephews and my wrestle nieces. So like, I, I could not imagine my actual child being in the ring on national television in her very first match and being able to just, yeah, great stuff by hook. Like, no, no, no he, he no, was, I'll- he was calling it extremely fair down in the middle. Like, I would I would be the same way, Tommy. I'd be you. You see me calling commentary when I'm playing Fire Pro and Grayson's fake characters in the ring. Like I'm putting him crazy over. So like I can only imagine if I was doing this in real life. But like like I said, Taz, you can tell he was a consummate professional. The way he called the match fairly, still educating us as well on the moves that he was doing and his background and like why he's so athletic and everything. He just did it. A A class commentary. Division the, one lacrosse athlete. The two biggest notches Red I rum. took from the two biggest notches I took from that match was Hook paying homage to his father, doing a couple suplexes here and there throughout the match. Mm-hmm. One of my the the one that was the most cleanest one of them all that was exploder. Yeah. Oh my the, god. The exploder, yes, but the uh what the one where like he caught him like hooked him by the neck with the, the arm trap and he overhead suplex. Oh yeah, the the Taz the T bone tag Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and the, he did the katahajime. Yep, yeah. and then red rum put him red put rum. him out with the Taz mission. Red rum, that, red rum. That right there was the icing on the cake for me. Like okay, I'm solely behind him already because of what he can do already. Now. Yeah, we were obviously talking, uh, you know, off screen and everything about who wouldn't go up next to him. Yeah, we can see him like go up against a Lee Johnson, uh, uh, Lee Moriarty. That would be a good match. Um, you know, stuff like that. You know, people from the Nightmare Factory. You know, just to like get get his feet wet and everything before you guys should give him a bigger uh, target or bigger person that you could see him with. Um, and even on top of that as well, you could also see like you could put Hook with um. Um, what the hook gonna be? You could send hook with uh, uh Hobbs. Yeah, hook in a tag Hobbs. match, tag match, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Hook and Hobbs. What a crappy rock movie! I don't want to <laughs> see. I don't want to see Jason Statham in the Rock in another movie. Hook and Hobbs. <laughs> where, oh man, where Hook is Kevin Hart? Yeah. I wanna- <laughs> I want to see him fight. I want to see him fight like a Leo Rush or something like that. I want to. I want to. I want to see that. So, do you think that their styles would clash though? I don't. I think uh, Leo Rush is a pretty good amoeba, where he can kind of pick his spots carefully depending on who he's fighting against. Even at his small size, I think he does a really good job at that. And I think he would still, with his selling ability, make Hook look really good, while still preserving his own. Right. Uh, so, 
something that just crossed my mind uh, since you were talking about his entrance and his presentation. Yeah. So while he didn't have that same intimidation factor that his father did, it was very similar to his father because his dad would stand across the ring, arms mm-hmm, crossed, with the arms crossed, howl over his head. Yep. Like directly facing the opponent. Like he's like uh, he's think, taking it a step further. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, honestly, like, I, I want to see this someday in the future. Like, I want this to be real someday in the future. Sunhook. Sunhook for all the things. I agree. And another one more thing as well before we move on. Um, Hook's technically a top draw. <laughs> Hook, is, uh, Hook is, a, is a draw. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely like this in, like, what you're talking about with Leo Rush. Um, with Leo being as experienced as he is, he could definitely lead hook around and they don't have to do much yeah and but it would it would work they don't I'm, have to i'm do sold thousand, on this kid i'm sold on him a already thousand flips they don't have to do a thousand flips a thousand dives and all this jazz and shit like that you can know you can play the cat and mouse game right hook catches you you know you're going to sleep and this and this and that and it, it would it would work it would make sense yeah i just i just want to see more more of them I'm, I'm here for hook yep absolutely um, we had a six women. We had the six women's trios match. We had uh, Ty J in the Runaway. Boredom. Again, I said that was probably one of the best, like a generic indie band names that uh, got liked by Ruby Soho herself. Um, taking on Nyla Rose, the Bunny, and um, two th- who else was it? Two things wrong with that match. I'll tell you right now. Not enough yeah. Bunny. First of all, because she's really good in the ring. She's very entertaining to me. Second of all, uh, I'm I hate to sound like this. But, uh, you know, I don't need to see a six women's match in AEW without Britt Baker in it. I'm I'm just bored if I if she's not there. I'm sorry. I get it. But like she's she's the world champion. So like she can't be That's my problem with AEW. They don't have any other women of interest. Oh, they do. They're just all on dark or elevation and not That's actually soft. That's true. That's true. <laughs> or they're hanging with Britt Baker, Jamie Hader. Yes. Or they're Jamie all in, or they're all in the same alignment as her Abaddon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like uh let's not have them be friends. Let's make them fight. I could see Eventually, them. I could see them so working much. the Jamie Hader, Britt Baker thing though, with the way she interrupted her TBS title oh, situation. Sure. Like, we, I'm, we I'm, I want this. that. I want that so bad. We talked about this, and I honestly believe it's gonna happen. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think uh, Jamie Hader might be the cause of Rio taking the title off Britt Baker? Ooh. Ooh. Because I like I'll I like Br- I like Britt Baker on the chase too. Well, yeah. I'll say this so right she now. She's fantastic. I'll, yeah. I'll uh I'll sip to that one. Yeah, I'm I'm totally here for that because that would make a set up a nice feud for Britt Baker and Jamie Hader to have for a little while while Riho is taking her chance to enhance the belt, fighting more competitors. Yeah. I mean, so like like I had talked about with the whole Becky Lynch situation. The whole situation. Lets, Same it thing. Lets, it lets it cool off. Yeah, so I think that, I think know, that would be timely right now. Because Brits had the belt for what almost a year, almost now? a year at this point. Yeah, double or nothing will be a year. So I mean, that's when she dethroned uh, Sheeta. It has a good to me. It has a a good person taking the belt in Riho, someone who can still carry the prestige of the title, and have good matches with people, and creating another good feud of interest 
in the women's division. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 hoping something like that occurs. Especially when there's so many more heels in AEW. Oh yes. Like there there's tons of of competition that are already built up. Yep. That can take on Rio. So like that's that works for me. I like that. Yeah. And guys, at this perfect time, we're gonna go say hello to our good friends over at Player One Coffee. I actually started my morning off with not God's gift to gamers this time, but some first person smoothers. Ooh. So guys, check out our good friends over at Player One Coffee and raise energy as well. And we'll be right back. The new s'mores flavored coffee from Player One Coffee is here and it tastes incredible. With smoky marshmallow notes, graham cracker and chocolate, you've got to try this. Try our new s'mores coffee today at playeronecoffee.com. What's up, Rays family? Hey, it's the holiday season and we are celebrating Christmas in a huge way here at Rays Energy. In fact, we're gonna take it to a whole new level and call it Raismas. So we're gonna do 25 days of Raismas where we're gonna be re-releasing some of our favorite products that you guys selected that have been discontinued. So you guessed it, some of the discontinued Rays flavors, some new products that are gonna be dropping, as well as crazy deals that we're only gonna do once this whole year. So look forward to 25 days of Raismas. We'll see you soon. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that was Player One Coffee and our good friends over at Raise Energy as well. Uh, for Raise Energy, go over to the site right now. You go into the link www.repsports.com. That's R E P P sports.com and use promo code JUMPBOOST. That'll save you 15% off your total purchase right now throughout the entire time that you listen to the channel or even go over there to get your energy drink feelings as well. Um, guys, quick note with Impact Wrestling. Um, the first ever women's ultimate X match. These six men have been announced, and I believe these are the final competitors as it is. Uh, Tasha Steeles, Rachel Ellering, the digital media champion, Jordan Grace, Chelsea Green, Rosemary, and the newest signee to Impact Wrestling, Lady Frost. Don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just, I don't. I don't really have much of an interest. I, I have no idea who's going to win. Immediately in my brain, I'm just saying, yeah, Jordan Grace wins. Like, that's it. That's the only thing going through my brain when I hear that list of competitors. I have, I have two picks. Jordan Grace, Rosemary. Only two. I've... So who's the knockout champion right now? Deanna Perrazzo, right? Mickey James. Mickey James. Mm-hmm. At Hard to Kill, it'll be Deanna Perrazzo. Versus Mickey James in a rematch. Oh. They did. They needed Mickey James in AEW, if you ask me. But I'm, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I'm still gonna say Jordan Grace. Mm-hmm. Jordan Grace. All right, and then last uh, takeaway from it as well. The main event was between Matt Cardona and W. Morrissey. Matt Cardona putting up his Impact World Title match at. Hard to kill in the three-way. If Cardona was to lose, he would be replaced. Uh, well, he would be taken out of the match. It would just be W. Morrissey versus Moose. The match ended in no contest when Moose came out and interfered. Um, the ending of the show was uh, Cardona standing tall with Chelsea Green holding the Impact title. Do we honestly think that we will actually see that coming into Hard to Kill next month? That's tough. 
because of the push that Ryder's been getting on the indies and the fact that they gave him the GCW world title, it's not far-fetched. But what does Cardona really add to impact that Moose is not giving them? Like, he's just another WWE name. Like, like Moose had said in that promo, they, I see you like how they see you. You're nothing but a mid-carder. And that's what we will remember him as because that's where he spent most of his time was on the mid-card. Uh, like, I just, I don't know if he's done enough to elevate himself into that world title position, but it's wrestling. Wrestling is subjective. That's just my opinion. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. See him? I don't really have an opinion about it. I just think Moose is great. I think Moose is great, and uh, they need to continue to push him. Oh, and then actually, guys, I just looked at it real quick. Uh, Breaking news uh, has been confirmed by Scott Demore. Kill, we will get Jonah versus Josh Alexander. Oh, that's 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 cool. I'm here for that. So we actually got a big. That's actually gonna be a fun one. I'm actually. Yeah, that could be good. That could be good. I'm gonna. I'll definitely tune in for that one. Um, guys, and then I'm reserving judgment on that though. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Now that we got impact out of the way, let's get over into the uh, Farmer Brock SmackDown. Yes, that's the only Farmer Brock, ladies and gentlemen. Farmer Brock. Brock in his not normal attire is anything that I'm here for. My man (laughs) showed up to work in overalls. That was the last day I was going to expect on Friday. That is the energy that I need from life all the time. Yeah, I like my Brock Lesnar with overalls. I don't know about you. <laughs> I just uh, like him quick. not like frightening me. Yeah. Uh, like. Real, real quick from the chat. If Cardona wins, he will win the title on the same day. Edge won his first world title 15 years ago to the date. Now, if anybody remembers uh, when Matt Cardona, the former Zack Ryder debuted uh, on the main roster, well, I, I still consider ECW developmental, but you know, he was an edgehead alongside Kurt Hawkins or uh, what is it, Brian Myers yeah. yep. uh, as the edgeheads. So, yeah, I mean, it'd be cool. I wouldn't hate it. Farmer Brock, what do you think? Okay. Farmer Brock definitely hates it. Farmer Brock. Is- Farmer Brock yeah. said, Moose over, send him to the moon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I... um. I, literally, SmackDown's the biggest highlight was is Farmer Brock. That's literally all I'm watching SmackDown for right now is Farmer Brock. Um, I re- there really wasn't much to keep me input this week for SmackDown. Um, I mean, there was the best tag team, uh, triple know, threat tag triple match threat between match. the New Day, the Usos, and RK Bro, which again. I at the time I still didn't understand why they were doing that. Yeah, the two best tag teams are literally the tag teams with the titles. I don't Yeah, but what's the point? What's I, the I point? <laughs> I, I and then and then the new day won. Like I don't I don't understand. I don't get this. I just don't get the booking here. I I don't think we're supposed to. Um <laughs> They're like, it's going to make sense. It's all going to make sense. They're it's such connected. good shit. <laughs> um, 
But we did also see uh, Tony Storm win the contenders match against Charlotte via disqualification. Um, I know they're they're trying to put somebody new in the title picture. Like, don't get me wrong. Does it need to be Tony Storm though? Uh, yes. Do Do you have anybody else that you could think of that could go in that picture? Because no. it's not going to be Naomi right now. She's got her shit going on with Deville. Um. Which we know we're probably not going to see her in the main, the main title picture anytime soon. Another pointless yes. feud. I mean, it's a good way to get Sonya back on television and wrestling. Like, <laughs> look at that. I get it. I I honestly feel like Sonya Deville needs to just step out of the stupid management role and just get back in the ring. Because she was like, she was becoming so good, mm-hmm. and I think that's what bothers me about the time away from the ring that's that she's taken i understand why for the personal reasons but like i i feel like it might have been too long yeah but over outside of that now we're in the bread and butter the bread and butter of the show ring of honors final battle yes the briscoe brothers after defeating the ogk the lights go out and who appears ftr and the Briscoes yeah. and FTR have a brawl after so much shit talk has been between the two on social media. It finally came to head on the night that <laughs> it definitely needed it to be. I'm already saying right now, I hope they show up Wednesday night. Like the FTR is cutting a promo and then you just hear reach for the sky boys. And then out come the Briscoes. Or even they just come from the crowd and just start going, just you know, just start slugging it out. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. But the thing is, is that interferes with FTR's thing with the Lucha Brothers right now, and I think that's just that's just a lot. So maybe you do the Lucha Brothers and FTR. They do that. They finish their thing, and then the Briscoes attack the FTR afterwards, leading them right into that. I wouldn't hate it. Because then now you can put somebody else in the title picture for uh, for the Lucha Bros. Okay. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, also on that night, we saw uh, we saw we saw Shane Taylor defeat Kenny King in a fight without honor. Where I don't know if you guys saw the clip that I posted earlier. Um, Shane Taylor gave Kenny King that package pile driver, and the ladder moved. Yup. Yep. I uh big yikes. I I literally was like, oh no. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Ripped in him. <laughs> I I definitely just I I I cringed so hard because I literally thought he killed him. Um Group like that. <laughs> we saw Josh Woods defend the pure championship against Brian Johnson, defeated him by technical submission. Uh, we saw Roxy defeat Willow Nightingale uh, to retain the women's championship, who was confronted by Deanna Perrazzo, who proclaimed that she will beat Mickey James at Hard to Kill and then wants to challenge Roxy for the Ring of Honor's World Women's Championship. And a winner takes all, so that means the Reina de la Reina's Women's Championship in AAA the Impact Women's Knockouts Championship and the Ring of Honor World, World Women's Championship is all online in one match. 
So that's already a high pressure situation match right there for Roxy, who's young in her career, and Deanna Perrazzo wanting to hold the title that she never got a chance to hold. So what I heard was only two belts are on the line. Yeah. No. Tech technically it would be all three. And what, what, I heard was only, what I heard was only two belts are on the line. Well, Deanna saying that if she beats Mickey James, she'll throw the knockouts title on the line as well. So technically, yeah, three three belts. So what I heard was only two belts will be on the line. <laughs> yeah, Mickey James is not going. Oh no, I was more of a talking about the fact that the Ring of Honor women's title doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't and exist. I, I, I say that with all respect to Ring of Honor, but the company is it doesn't exist right now. Exactly. Like just like me. Phantom like World me. Championship. <laughs> I mean, essentially that's what it is. That's that's what it is. It's it's like Zack Ryder's internet title. Like, yeah, somebody could win it, but like, does it really matter? Not really, no. Sad but true. It, it um, is. Holler at me in April. Ring of Honor, women's title. <laughs> if you come back in April, let us know. And then... Then I will care. And then the big one, the main event, uh, the vacant Ring of Honor World Championship, Bandino had to uh, relinquish it due to COVID. The main event was Jonathan Gresham defeating Jay Lethal by submission in front of the entire Ring of Honor locker room. Everybody came to surround the ring for Gresham to become the new champion. It honestly was long overdue for Gresham. He 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 grew on me from when I was watching him. Um, he definitely deserved to be the champion going out with Ring of Honor shutting down for a little bit. Since Jay Lethal's already in AEW, it didn't really matter much for him to get the win. Yeah, but it it was definitely really cool to see a former talent taking on the top talent, the guy of Ring of Honor. Especially after, especially after when Lethal signed to AEW, it was reported that he would not be at Final Battle. So, like that was that was super cool. Yeah, um, I honestly, you know, I can't wait to see where, you know, in the coming months, what's going to happen with, you know, when with Ring of Honor, like what updates are we going to get? Like, what are we going to see from this quote unquote rebranding of Ring of Honor? If it's going to be a rebranding at all, maybe they just, you know, because of the pandemic, you know, I had to shut shut down for a little bit, restructure some deals, try to figure something out with that. And then, you know, we go, they go from there and they come back and, you know, blow up again. So the thing with that is like when Ring of Honor is coming back, they've already stated that there will be no contracts. So it's going to go back to its early days where it was, an indie promotion where people just they paid people to come in i i don't know i don't know if there's a real future in ring of honor doing that now you know like i feel like it i feel like it takes that that tna impact step back like after hogan left and everything just kind of collapsed you know they, they they were never the same they're still not the same they're yeah. they're getting better but they're not the same I don't see that being an, an advantageous move. I don't being a being a competitor. I don't know if I would want to work under that circumstance with no certainty. When you come from previously working for this company, having a contractual obligation to just being like, oh, we'll need you for a couple shows, and then 
there's honestly probably no guarantee when it comes to that. And that's even if when they if they return that they're going to still have any interest from the fans. They would have to present it in the way that's really, really going to make the fans want to return. Well, we'd, we'll definitely find out in, you know, four months from now because they said they're going to try to come back from April. I think late April, early May would be like the best time for them to resurgence back up into it. Um, and then, you know, we can see where they're actually going to go with that. Um, but that definitely does it for this week in wrestling, man. Um, does anybody else got anything they want to share? Anything that they got? Like any insides, any scoops? Spicy talk that I've seen Jordan Grace on Twitter. Yes. Defending her whole, man. The whole beef with her and Anthony Anthony Agogo. Anthony Anogo. Shout out to her for defending <laughs> her man. I respect her. That's all I want to say. Shout out to you, Jordan Grace. If you hear this, I respect you for stepping up for your man. <laughs> ben Hook. Send hook. hook, yes. <laughs> all, Send right. Hook. all right, boys. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Let's go ahead and let the people know where they can find you. See him by all means, lead us away. You already know where y'all can find us, but if you don't, let me refresh your memory. Pushstarmedianetwork.com, pushstarmedianetwork.com. You guessed it, pushstarmedianetwork.com. Besides that, if you want to find me individually, see him mad good on all social media. Pushstarmedia, uh, pushstar. Twitch.tv slash Pushstart Media Network if you want to watch me on Twitch when I play some Fire Pro Wrestling. And if you want to buy clothing that I made, championsmustdie.com. D-Y-E, not D-I-E, because we want you to live. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Tommy, if you want to go ahead. Uh, you can find me on Twitch over at twitch.tv forward slash Jump Boost Gaming. I usually play uh, some Pokemans if you're interested in that. Uh, I actually have a couple of new games that I'm going to be playing out because I received some uh, some keys from a few developers that I'm friends with, uh, including a game called Witchwood. Uh, so I'm very excited. I'll be starting that this week. Uh, I also started a new podcast myself, uh, if you're into horror stuff. Uh, it's called Scary Stories to Retweet to Your Friends. Uh, it is available on Spotify. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, uh, probably probably an FM radio. I don't know. Uh, and while it is available on those, it will also soon be coming to pushstartmedianetwork.com, uh, same place where you can catch this podcast and many, many more. Um yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and then also for your boy, you can follow me at all my social medias, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, at shutupdanny underscore TTV. That is shutupdanny underscore TTV, which that shirt is available over at jumpboost.shop. Cheap plug right there because you know how I am. I like to get my uh, selfless uh, promoting out there because I can. And then, guys, <laughs> episode three is in the book. Obviously, we know that Stan Bino couldn't be here, and uh, <laughs> let's just let's go back to that fucking picture again. <laughs> guys. We have loved to see you guys around here. Um, we may have a special edition Saturday episode, uh, leading into the holidays, uh, this upcoming week. Uh, stay tuned to social medias for that on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, as soon as we all can, um, can uh, get everything up through the conjurings and stuff like that. We will definitely get that information out to you guys. So you guys can be aware of what's going on, but guys, until then keep it locked here, keep marking it up and we will see you guys again next time. <laughs>